This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, a story that is as hard to hear as it is compelling. And it's tied to all those protests outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices. You've probably seen the footage. Pro-choice activists angry over the leaked draft opinion showing the court poised to overturn the Roe v. Wade ruling that legalized abortions in the U.S. more than 50 years ago in favor of states' rights to restrict a woman's right to choose. Democrats support those protests as free speech. Republicans decry them as intimidation and fear They could turn violent, a worry that is shared by a federal judge, Esther Salas, who presides over a district court in New Jersey. She has a horror story to share. Her son was murdered in an attack at their home. Now, we put that story in the rundown earlier this week, but there is more to it than we were able to include, as the judge also had a lot more to say about the need for security for all judges, not just those Supreme Court justices. So today, we will let you hear it all in the extra. As always, thank you for listening. And now Judge Esther Salas on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Federal Judge Esther Salas, who is with the United States District Court for the District of New Jersey. A very personal story dealing with uh, loss and what's happening currently with the protests outside Supreme Court justices' homes and a very contentious abortion issue. Judge, it's an honor for us to have you on the show. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Anthony. Thank you for having me on the show and giving me this opportunity to speak today. You know, you've seen these protests. They've gone to the different conservative Supreme Court justices' homes. What are you thinking when you're seeing this? You know, uh, what I'm thinking is that uh, the public debate belongs in the public arena. Uh, I I really do have uh, concerns about us taking... Uh, these issues to the personal and private residences of the of the justices or any judge for that matter. Uh, judges uh, have tough calls to make. Uh, sometimes the calls upset one side or the other or many individuals in between. But we need to be able to do our job without fear of retribution, retaliation or death. And that requires that we understand some of the boundaries that the rule of law mandates. You know, Democrats, the White House, they've defended protests as legal and peaceful, and they say they're First Amendment protected. Do you agree with that? Well, first of all, I don't want to get into the partisan politics of it all, because my issue really is protecting federal judges. And protecting federal judges is, is, is not a partisan issue. It is a bipartisan issue. It is an American issue. Um, And one of the things that I 
like to just keep reminding people is that our rule of law requires that we respect the rule of law, that we follow the rule of law, and that we show the world and the American public that our judges are to be protected because without our judges, our democracy will fall apart. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, in Congress this week, they are moving to provide extra security to Supreme Court justices, much like members of Congress might have, or, or, or say a, a, an elected official might have, or the president might have, extra security because of the threat, possibly, of violence with all these protests. I assume you think that's a good move. Uh, my understanding is that the Supreme Court Police Parity Act of 2022 is before the House now, um, and what that uh, what that uh, bill does essentially is grant it grants broader prote- uh, police protection to the immediate family members of the justices and officers of the Supreme Court. That's all it does. So we need to be clear on what this emergent legislation is going to do. It's just going to authorize the United States Marshals and the Supreme Court police the authority to protect immediate family members of the justices. So I wanna be clear that that emergent legislation would be unnecessary at this point had they passed the Daniel Anderl Judicial Security and Privacy Act. It would have been unnecessary because the bill that I have been urging uh, the members of Congress to pass for months now would have sealed justices' home addresses, would have sealed federal judges' home addresses, social security information, and other personally identifiable information. So I want to start with that premise, that had we passed this bill months ago, this emergent legislation that is now running through the House and Senate would not have been necessary. And I think we have to think about what makes sense. And what makes sense is protecting all federal judges. And what makes sense is protecting our personally identifiable information because we know that that information has been and will continue to be used by people wishing to harm us, people wishing to threaten us, people wishing to intimidate us. So let's get that information off uh, our, the personal, uh, uh, let's get that information off the website and let's keep it sealed to protect our federal judiciary. All right. It's just common sense. You you referenced Daniel, the bill named for your son. 2020, I know this is uh, awful for you to even, I'm sure, talk about, but what happened to him happened at your home. What? Tell us, if you can, what, 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 what was the situation? So um, it, it was July uh, 19, 2020. Uh, we had just finished a birthday weekend celebration for my son. 
His actual birthday is uh, July 13th. Um, but because of COVID and things that we were trying to work out, we agreed to move his celebration to, to the to the weekend after his actual birthday. And he turned 20. Is that right? He turned 20 um, and he was so excited because one of the things that my son loved to do was marry uh, the people he loved the most in the sense that he wanted to marry his uh, family life with his friend life. And so he was so excited to be able to share his birthday with not only his dad and I, but with his best friends from Catholic University of America. Okay. So we, we, we planned this birthday celebration that started on Friday with a party at the house, tried our best to socially distance every Everybody. Um, and then, of course, a group of kids uh, left and some stayed and they went to the beach on Saturday. And and then on Sunday, the last friend left at, at noon. Um, I, I went to church with Mark. Daniel was very tired from all his festivities. And we decided to uh, give him a pass on his usher duties at our church. Uh, so we went to church, uh, came back. He was still resting. Uh, at about four-ish, my husband started to stir because it was time to clean up. And Daniel came down and we began cleaning up uh, the house. And we somehow ended up in the basement. Um, and you know, Daniel and I uh, ha- have, I say have, because uh, I still have a, a very special relationship with my son, even though he's not on, on earth anymore. But sure. we we have a, a, a very a great relationship. And, and on July 19th, like every other time before, Daniel was eager to talk to me about his life, what was going on, what concerned him, you know, what things were on his mind. And we were having one of those deep conversations that we always do. And uh, my husband came down to the basement. I took you know, dad is dad is his his you know his bro. That is the guy he goes to games with. Uh, but mom is his, his true confidant. So yeah. he gave dad a look like I'm talking to mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. I have uh, I have a son, and, and we have a very similar uh, story at home. Yeah. You know, it's the division of labor, you know, and so uh, so at that point, dad grabbed the water and excused himself and Daniel turned. He was actually swinging up a, a wiffle ball bat and he said, Mom, keep talking to me. I love talking to you. And just as he said that, it was like a cue uh, ring doorbell. The doorbell rang. And Daniel's expression changed from, you know, serene and comfort to concern and alarm. And he immediately went, who is that? And before I could stop him, he just bolted up those stairs. His father couldn't even stop him. He was like on a mission. And he opened that door. And little is known about what was exchanged between the shooter and my son. But we do know that according to the FBI, my son was not going to let that man step one foot into our foyer oh my God. and yeah daniel took a direct hit to the chest oh. and literally fell back uh with his arms you know out in a cross position and at that point my husband screamed oh no and he started trying to charge the shooter and the shooter just kept shooting him oh. but mark would mark wouldn't go down Mark just kept taking the shot, going forward, taking the shot. Go. Mark got hit three times, but the bullets hit five different parts of his body. Good grief. Yeah. So when I heard that, it was like mini bombs going off, mini bombs. because The foyer was a low, low, lower ceiling. 
So it felt like mini bombs. So you're hearing the shots and the screams and you're just, uh, you can, I I'm mean, in the base. Oh I'm my. in the base. Wow. And at, at that point I scream, what is happening? And I run up those stairs and um, I didn't know what I was going to see, but what I saw no mother should ever have to see. No. And that was my son, you know, clenching, uh, clenching his tr chest uh, my husband crawling to the porch outside the porch, trying to get a license plate. Oh. Um, and I just, I just threw myself at the side of Daniel, lifted up his shirt and, and, and saw the bullet hole. And just um, by then Mark was crawling back. I didn't realize how hurt Mark was. Um, but we, we sat there and, and as I, you know, I, I've said to people before, but I'll say to you, Mr. Anthony, um, you know, as a parent, you, you watch this life come into the world and it's such a special moment that everyone can relate to who's a parent in any, you know, and then you, and then you're seeing this life fade away. And it is, um, it is a feeling that one should never have to experience, but when you are experiencing it, you realize the, 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 the the gift that God gives us all wow. to, to earth and to have uh, to have life and to have loved ones and and I just look at my life and I say that it's been a gift and Daniel was a gift to Mark and and me and I am so very grateful. But I don't even know how you tell that. I mean, I, I'm I'm having a hard time just listening to it, knowing that you know I have a you know, a son and, you know, I couldn't imagine what you had to deal with, but that all happened because the gunman was angry at you as yeah. a judge. Yeah. Yeah. It all happened because I was doing my job and only because I was doing my job and because of intolerance and hatred and racism and sexism it happened because of hate and fear. And, and that's the message that I, I really hope I can start to spread, which is we need to stop from, from stop hating each other. Stop being so divided. We need to start being willing to listen to differences of opinion. We need to try to realize that we have to come from places that are more pure, that are more compassionate, that are more kind, we have to be willing to work together uh, to get things done. And that's the frustration that I feel, Mr. Anthony, because, you know, uh, the bill that I'm asking our leaders to pass, it's, it's a bipartisan bill. It's supported by so many Democrats and Republicans. And yet we haven't been able to pass it because partisan politics keeps getting in the way. And, you know, listen, I understand that emotions run high and I understand that our members of Congress have objectives and goals. But when it comes to America and when it comes to the oath that we swore to take to uphold our Constitution and to uphold the laws of the United States, I have a hard time understanding how we have to keep throwing up reasons why we can't pass the bill. And they are partisan. They are partisan reasons. The reasons that I have been hearing all these months have to do with politics. 
instead of having to do what's right for the American people. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, we're at a very divisive time. Everyone knows that. It's been that way for several years. Very much so with the presidential election we had, and who knows what's going to happen in the next one. But we're talking about, with these protests outside the conservative justices' homes of the Supreme Court, we're talking about as passionate an issue as you can get. And and the sides are so dug in, the, the, the pro-choice side of the women's right to choose being fundamental, that's that they're they're dug in so deep on that one, just like the people on the other side who are anti-abortion and believe that that babies are being murdered. How can you find a common ground in those two sides? I mean, and the court's in the middle of it. You know, listen, I mean, obviously, I want to be very careful to comment about an opinion that is that I don't even know is an opinion. Just sure. Yet. I, I so, understand that. Yeah. You know, but I think the, the, the broader topic is how can we not try to find a common ground? How can we not start trying to work together? How can we not start trying to understand that the rule of law mandates that we follow the law um, because Without the rule of law, we will have anarchy. Without the rule of law, we will have injustice. There are laws that I'm sure we all like more than others. But in order for our country to continue to operate, for in order for our country to survive the vitriol and the, and the madness that is going on all over the world, we need to remember that it requires that we compromise that we reach across the aisle and we work together for the betterment of our country, for the betterment of this world. It isn't going to be easy. It isn't always going to be what we want, but it is a compromise that must be had. And we must remember that the rule of law mandates that we do this. You know, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, and I, 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 I quite frankly think that we need to sort of take a step back and realize that what we've been doing thus far these past few years isn't working. It isn't working. And we have to be willing to start trusting one another again. We have to stop name calling. We have to stop demonizing somebody who disagrees with you. And we have to start showing the American people, and this I mean to our leaders, that are you are willing to lead, even if it means that you're not going to always make your constituents happy. But at least you will show them that our government works and that you are upholding the oath that you took and that you are staying away from the the same old, same old political game and you're standing upright and with justice and with integrity and with respect. That's what I say to our leaders. Now, the gunman who showed up at your home, he later committed suicide. You yes. moved on and you went back to work 
and you're still doing your job as a federal judge. How difficult was that for you? You know, um, every day is difficult. I don't want to sugarcoat the depths of my grief, um, and I don't want to uh, minimize what Mark and I have been through. But I will tell you that I am a woman of faith, uh, and I am a spiritual woman. And I have uh, asked every day that God give me the strength to do the best job I can do uh, on a daily basis. I wake up with gratitude every morning. I thank God and Daniel for another day. And I promise them that I'm going to try to be the best version of me that I possibly can be. Sometimes I'm better than others. Sometimes I'm stronger than, than other times. But I'll tell you what, I'm never. I'm never without hope. I'm never without faith. And I'm never without my desire to try to help other judges protect their families. This is my meaningful purpose in life now, is to avoid this from ever happening to anyone else. And, you know, I really do think that we are obligated as judicial officers to do our jobs, but we ask that we are respected and not threatened or intimidated or killed in the course of doing our jobs. It's a, it's a real simple ask. Well, you sure have strength. And uh, hopefully nothing happens to anybody in the course of these protests. Judge you know, Esther Sala. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, Mr. Anthony, what I ask is that um, if anything comes across in this message, I, I want to speak to our leaders. And I want to tell them that I understand that they may want the Daniel Anderl bill to look stronger. They may want something else in there. They may want added protections for congressional members. They may want a million things. But at the end of the day, I'm sure what they really want is to make sure that the rule of law is preserved. And I'm sure what they really want is to avoid ever having to look at a mom and look at um, a dad and say, sorry for your loss. Well, they're the dogs, just like <laughs> just like you said they would be. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I urge the, 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 the passing, the urge, the passing of this legislation. The time is now. We cannot we cannot wait for some other tragedy to befall some poor, unsuspecting family. I, I just hope this helps. Judge Esther Salas from the district court in New Jersey. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Mr. Anthony. God bless. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.